my generation, my parents' generation, when a missionary happened by the church, they would just write a check or flip a $5 bill into the missionary's hand and say, God bless you, pat them on the back, and sort of push them out the door. That's all they wanted to be involved in, just give them money. But today's generation wants to be engaged with what they give their money to. Appointment Ministries Podcast Network, strength for today's pastor. Here's your host, Bill Holdridge. Bill is the director of Poyman Ministries, which is a team of former longtime senior pastors who are available to strengthen pastors, to strengthen churches. Welcome to today's episode of Strength for Today's Pastor. This is episode 26, and we have with us Neil Perolo. Neil is a prolific author and a passionate missionary and supporter of missionary work throughout the world. And the topic of today's podcast is Missionary Care is More Than Money. What a wonderful title, Missionary Care is More Than Money. And in particular, missionary care involves a number of things that we're going to be talking about and that Neil is going to help break out for us. Neil is the author of several books, the most well-known book that Neil has written that has been used by many, many missionary organizations and churches that send missionaries is called Serving as Senders Today, How to Care for Your Missionaries. And then there's a second book that is going to be mentioned right now, The Reentry Team, Caring for Your Returning Missionaries, and Good News Hot Off the Press. There is an audio book that has just come out, and it's called Partners in the Gospel. It's a one-hour presentation that summarizes much of what is in the book Serving as Senders. So that's going to be something that is going to be great to get a hold of for anyone that wants to be involved in sending and supporting missionaries. And all of that is available at the Emmaus Road International website, which is the name of the ministry that Neil is director of, EmmausRoadInternational.org. It's E-R-I dot O-R-G, E-R-I dot O-R-G. And we'll repeat this at the end of today's uh, podcast. But welcome to the program, Neil. It's really good to talk to you. It's been a while. We've known each other in one way or another since the 80s. But uh, it's great to connect with you via podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's good to be with you, Bill. Absolutely. So, you know, when we get into this subject, missionary care is more than money, that statement is dispelling a number of myths about missionary care. And we want to talk about that, and I want you to talk about that. I don't have much to say about it except for what I can learn from you today. So, uh, But you have lots to say about that, and we want to focus on that particular aspect of of your book and and that particular myth that is just send the money. If we just send the money, then we are doing an adequate job of supporting our missionary. Can you just unpack that a little bit, Neil, and just talk about uh, why that is a myth and why that is not a complete way of supporting a missionary? Happy to, Bill. Yes, um, my generation, my parents' generation, when a missionary happened by the church, they would just write a check or slip a $5 bill into the missionary's hand and say, God bless you, pat them on the back, and sort of push them out the door. 
That's all they wanted to be involved in, just give them money. But today's generation wants to be engaged with what they give their money to. And so we have a good thing going in the current generations. Uh, unfortunately, some mission agencies are still lagging behind by saying, you can go to the field when you have reached your quota. What are they talking about? They're talking about the quota of money. Mm. And so it seems to perpetuate that myth that missionary care is all about money. But from Paul's time to today, missionary care is more than money. That's good news. And I'm thinking, Neil, about the pastor of a normal-sized church. And I'm using the word normal to describe a church that's somewhere in the 75 to 150 range. And that's most of the churches in America. So the pastor of that particular church might think, we can't support missionaries. We can't do an adequate job sending missionaries or supporting existing missionaries. We don't have any resources. So I'm looking forward to how that's going to get unpacked. And so the former generation and their approach is different from ours. So you're encouraged about today's uh, desire to get in, engaged with missionaries. And how does that play into what we're going to talk about today? So in your book, Neil, you've identified six areas in which missionaries need care, and only one of them is financial support. Maybe we can go through some of those. Can you list those for us? Well, according to Paul, from the first century and all the way till today, a missionary needs care in six areas. They need moral support, which, of course, requires the gift of encouragement a good word spoken at the right time is the way Solomon said it. A missionary needs care with logistics. And a person who is going to help a missionary with logistics support needs the gift of administration, being able to care for all of the details back home. From something so simple as caring for their pet if they're gone on a short ministry trip to being legally willing to be the parents of their children should both parents die on the field and a thousand other logistical issues in between those two. Financial support, yes, that is a part of it. Requires the gift of giving. Money is needed, but from my experience at best, it is only third in importance. First in importance is prayer. The gift of intercession. People who know how to lay aside their personal needs and intercede on behalf of your missionary friend. The fifth area is communication support, which requires the gift of discernment and encouragement, not the gift of gab. Missionaries don't just want to hear everything that you've done from morning till night. Discernment is needed because you need to be able to read between the lines. What are they not saying, as well as being an encouragement to them? And then the sixth area of care, which I believe is second only to prayer support, is reentry support, the gift of hospitality. Unfortunately, we lose more missionaries when they come home from the field than when they go. Every missionary 
needs a trained team of people who know how to help a missionary enter their new home culture. They are not returning to their old old home culture. There is it's gone. <laughs> they are coming home to a new home culture, and they need a team of people who know how to help them through that process of reentry. So a pastor of a church, let's just go back to the normal-sized church pastor. He's thinking, we don't have a lot of money, but is it possible, Neil, for that pastor to lead the charge and mobilize people that can do the other of the six points of care for missionaries very well, even though they don't have a lot of money, and that church may be a more effective support for a missionary than the one who gives lots of money but doesn't provide any of the support in the other areas. Do you think that's possible? That is definitely possible. Let me tell a story, and I realize it's a story of a small village church in the Czech Republic, but it could as easily be a small, middle-sized church here in America. Uh, They wanted to send out a missionary family to Wycliffe for the long haul of Bible translation. That uh, village church, knowing that they could not do it financially on their own, sent the pastor and the husband of the missionary team across denominational lines, visiting the other six village churches. And together, they came to provide the finances. The one church was able to provide those other five areas of care very well. But financially, it was a long-haul missions commitment, and they even went across denominational lines. It was my privilege to visit with them, these people from seven different denominations, uh, all joining hands to finance this couple in Bible translation. A powerful, positive story of how finances can come together from many different churches. So you're obviously not saying that finances are unimportant. They're just not the primary thing. You have identified prayer support and reentry support as number one and two on your list of the six things that are part of caring for a missionary or a missionary family. So... Uh, you, you mentioned Philippians. Philippians being, you know, the New Testament book which definitively deals with these six points of care. Can you kind of go over that briefly and, and, and show how that works? Well, Paul began the letter by saying, I rejoice greatly. Here he is in prison in Rome. He's been before Caesar once, about to go before him a second time. Life and death are on his mind. And yet he says, I rejoice greatly. What would cause him to rejoice greatly? He tells us, because every time I pray for you, it brings back to my remembrance how you have been partners with me in the gospel from the very first day, even until now. In this short letter, he expresses his joyfulness 18 times. His morale was high even though he was in that precarious position of life and death. And then, of course, the very next thing he addresses in verse 19 of chapter 1 is that he knows that this will work out for the good of my soul because of your prayers. 
and the spirit of the Lord Jesus. And so he then goes on to address about re-entry. He's debating between life and death, but I believe uh, uh, to me to die would be better because then I'd be with the Lord, but it, there's so much work, it looks like I'm going to hang around for a while. So he says, when I come, there will be a lot of rejoicing, but let's, let's make sure the rejoicing is in the Lord and not in me, which is another whole subject of how churches treat their missionaries. And then logistics support and communication support. They send Epaphroditus there to minister to Paul. And then um, uh, the reentry support, so critical, so critical that we know how to care for missionaries when they come home. I met a pastor um, not long ago that had come back of course, wanted something to do, needed something to do in ministry, and there was a church that was available. And so he took the church as its new pastor, having not lived in the States for a number of years. His children were raised in the country that they were serving as missionaries in, and now they're coming back into a completely different culture, a completely different state that they had lived in previously, not having experienced American culture full-time for a long time, and now they're faced with pastoring a new church, which unfortunately had a number of issues that led them to having a vacancy in their pulpit. And boy, it's just really been a rough rough go for him. And the reentry part was pretty much absent. Nobody really saw that coming. I can see from his example and from others that I know how important that is. Right. Unfortunately, the myth regarding reentry is, what's the big deal? They're just coming home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and if the missionary has not had good training, he'll echo those words. Oh, well, I've just been gone three, four, five years. Uh, no big deal. I'm just going back home. But it is a big deal. Maybe subject for another podcast, but um, my heart is really for the missionary when they come home. That is why we wrote that second book, the partner, the uh, reentry team, caring for your returning missionaries. What a great title. Is it possible for a church to be that reentry team that can do a, an effective job really helping that returning family reassimilate into culture in a healthy way and reassimilate into life and reassimilate into ministry. Is it possible for that? I mean, you know, there are organizations, as you know, ERI, uh, ERI is one of them that provides kinds, uh, many supports, many kinds of support for returning missionaries. And sometimes we send missionaries to, you know, a two month debriefing assignment or something like that. But is it possible for a church to do that? just in-house, if they do it well. There is a place for the one week. I've never heard of a two-month re-entry, mm-hmm. but uh, one to two weeks. Uh, there is value in that. In fact, we just did a re-entry week for a YWAM group up in Washington State. But basically, we didn't do so much to help them re-enter, but we taught them how to re-enter and how to get their church to help them re-enter when they go back to their church. Yes, I believe it is the church 
that can provide the long-term reentry care because sometimes the issues of reentry are not resolved in a one week after they just hit, you know, the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those issues are sometimes only resurfaced sometimes even after they've been home for a number of months. Um, again, uh, I reference the book because the book is 70 stories written by returned missionaries with some information after each story to educate the church on how to provide that type of care for the missionary. How long has that book been out, Neil? Uh, long enough that everybody, every church should have a, a copy of it, but um, I, I don't remember when that yeah. was published. Yeah, Serving yeah. as Senders has been many years. Senders, the first uh, print run was in 1991. Mm-hmm. And the most recent is the Italian translation, which is number 20 translation, which will be uh, available in September of this year. And so it's been around the world by God's grace Mm -hmm. in helping many people learn how to care for their missionaries. We are grateful. And it helps the missionary himself or herself as well, doesn't it, to, to understand some of the factors that are going to be necessary for them to successfully do their missionary work. It and then sure come does. Back. Yeah. I've had many a career missionary say, where was this book when I got started? I bet. Yeah, I've handed it. I can't tell you how many people that have gone out. I've said, you've got to get this. You've got to go through it. Let's talk about it. You know, just the idea of produ- of creating a care team. Um, yeah is is a novel idea to a lot of people that just feel like, you know, let's let's just go. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's do it, you know, without a plan and yeah. yeah. Glad you wrote the book. There's a short paper I wrote. It's available on our free media library on our website and it's titled I'm not going to read that book. <laughs> That's what a young missionary candidate said to his missions pastor when uh, Dan handed him a copy of the book, Serving as Senders Today. He says, I'm not going to read that book. I've got the Bible, and that's all I need. And Dan, with wisdom, gently but firmly said, Byron, we cannot stop you from going to Asia, but if you want us to send you, you will read the book and develop a partnership team. And so it's there. It's available. Uh, those who take advantage of it, I can tell you from experience, I, I had contact with a person just the other day, 20 years ago, we helped them develop their partnership team. And they called me and said, Neil, that team is still functioning. And we are so grateful for the care that they are providing for us. So, yeah, that's, that was my own experience in a brief four month time away in Brazil. I didn't know how long I was going to be there, but. I was able to establish a care team, and even just for four months, they were invaluable to me. And I can't imagine what it would be like for 20 years. Tremendous, tremendous. One more comment, if I can, seeing we're talking about, we're saying missionary care is more than money. But I, I just love what Paul said about money in Philippians 4. And if the Christian community 
could wrap its corporate brain around what Paul says in Philippians 4, 10 to 19, there would be a whole revolution about me and my money. He says, it wasn't the money that I was so anxious about. When Epaphroditus came and brought the money, I'm sure Paul rejoiced. He says, I rejoice again, you've brought the money. But he didn't say, hey, Epi, how much money did you bring me? He says, I rejoice in the reward that will be yours. Then in verse 18, he brings God into the picture and he says, this sacrificial gift that you have given is a sweet aroma to God. And then in verse 19, he says, you have given sacrificially, but not to worry. My God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Just a powerful 10 verses there that puts into perspective money and how it is able to help a missionary be successful on the field. And it instructs the missionary himself or herself a lot about their attitude, their attitude toward money. Exactly. It's more the it's the fruit of the gospel and the fruit and the people that are sending that God is going to produce that's that's more more important. Yeah. Another way I put it is, uh, you are not giving the money to the missionary, but as they are giving their life to the work of the ministry, you are giving of your finances to the kingdom of God. And so uh, it, it really comes down to a matter of perspective. Yeah, I say that to church, to pastors sometimes when I hear in their services that they're saying, well, you know, let's pray for this morning's offering, those of you that have decided to give to this church. And I kind of cringe because, you know, for it to really be a gift, it should be toward the advancement of the kingdom and to the Lord himself. That's the best way to look at it. So missionaries see it the same way. Missionary centers. I love what you said about a church that sends. You gave that anecdote about, you know, if we, you, we're not going to stop you from going to Asia, but if you want to be sent by us, you're going to have to go through this book and go through these materials. I love that distinction. That's so helpful. That was a missionary who went out 15 years ago, and I have regular contact with him, and I can assure you that his team is still functioning. And he is so grateful that that missions pastor said what he did. Right. What what missionary going out has the wisdom to know what wisdom he needs? <laughs> well, this <laughs> right uh, one one who has sensed a personal call from God, as Barnabas and Saul did in Acts chapter thirteen. They, I'm sure, were zealous and anxious to get going. But they they um, submitted themselves to the church and allowed the church to go into a time of prayer and fasting. And then the church heard the Holy Spirit say, yep, I want Barney and Saul. And so um, the church laid hands on them and sent them out. So scriptural patterns all the way through, Bill, scriptural patterns are what will uh, save us from the mistakes that some missionaries and some churches do in regard to missions. Well, the the words of Jesus ring louder than they ever have today. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he might send laborers into it. And your books, Neil, and your ministry has helped equip churches 
to send laborers out into the harvest as God calls them, serving as senders today, how to care for your missionaries. That's the uh, first book, the first major book that that uh, has been in print for a long time, since the 90s. The next book, The Reentry Team, Caring for Your Returning Missionaries. These both can be found at eri.org, eri.org, EmmausRoadInternational.org. That's what it stands for. And then also, Neil mentioned in the first part of this podcast, the the new audio book that's just been released, Partners in the Gospel, which is a summary, a one-hour summary, narrated by Neil himself on the book Serving as Senders. So those are great resources. And then you also mentioned that free resources tab that is on your website as well. Uh, free articles, free, uh, you know, audio studies and things like that that have also been very helpful to many. There's just a, a, a wealth of resources at eri.org. And I know Neil's passion and his wife Yvonne's passion is to equip missionaries, equip churches to support and send missionaries. And it's a vital part of the kingdom. And if you in your church pastor have not connected with, with Neil Parolo and with the resources at ERI, I think if you decided to do that, you would find them in an invaluable wealth of information and support that is going to help you do it in a way that is going to be not only fruitful, but pleasing to God and very pleasing to you as well. And then when that missionary returns, either on furlough or on vacation, if there is such a thing, or as a permanent reentry back into this culture, your rejoicing and your sense of being a partner with them in the gospel is going to be greater than you can possibly imagine. So I can't, I can't give my recommendation of these resources more, uh, than, than that. I mean, I just think it's very important. And thanks, Neil, for sharing with us and making all these resources available. It's been my privilege to share. Thank you, Bill. Oh, you're very welcome. And so how can anybody contact you, Neil? What's the best way to contact you if they want more or perhaps to have a training done or some, additional coaching on putting together care teams or missionaries that want to go out? What's the best way for them to uh, proceed? My email is neil, that's N-E-A-L underscore Barolo at E-R-I dot org. Or my cell number, which is what I use exclusively now, is 858 858- Two four eight three 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 zero. All of that information is also on our website, which has been mentioned, eri.org. We are available for um, counseling in any of these issues. And you have been for many years, and, and it's been a great service to the body of Christ and to the kingdom of God. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for joining us today on Strength for Today's Pastor. And Neil, would you just close uh, this podcast with a word of benediction or a word of prayer over those that are going to be hearing this episode? Father, we look to you in Jesus' name, and we ask that you will bless us, that your face will shine upon us, so that your name will be known in all the earth. 
your salvation among all peoples. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Strength for Today's Pastor is sponsored by Poiman Ministries. You can find us at poimanministries.com. That's spelled P-O-I-M-E-N ministries.com. If something in today's program prompts a question or desire to connect with us, or if you have a comment or a topic idea for a future episode, just shoot us an email at strongerpastors at gmail.com. That's strongerpastors at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may you continue to be a strengthened pastor.